Luke, WordPress 6.3 is dropping next week. And I realized that I really don't know much about what's going on in this release. What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to? Hi, Jonathan. I'm looking forward to what's it called? The command palette or the command bar or something like that. Command palette. That's right. Command palette. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about this? It's kind of like a spotlight, but for WordPress. So I didn't until you mentioned it. And uh, it sounds like that's like the, one of the main things coming in 6.3, which is interesting for a few different reasons. Uh, did you watch the demo video yet? I've demoed it. What's your, what's your experience been? Uh, do, you, do you feel like, do you see yourself using it? I can see myself trying to get into the habit of using it. It's hard to know because you don't know what it does, what it's capable of. You know what I mean? One thing that it doesn't do, as far as I can tell, is it only works in the block editor. It doesn't work in the rest of the admin. Oh, wow. Okay. What about site editor? Does it work when you're in the site yeah. editor? Site editor also, yeah. Okay, so we're so you can kind of see this like the direction trajectory? we're going. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, although I think it's going to be confusing for a lot of people. I'm worried because it's the sort of feature that you want people to adopt quickly, right? You want people to go, "Oh yeah, I can use that." And you want to tell people about it and get people excited about it. But you know, the first thing I did when I installed the beta, right? Or the release candidate, and it comes up with the about screen of like, "Here's all what's new." And I hit Command K on my keyboard. Command K. By the way, Command K is the same shortcut as Tailwind uses to search their website. So I think it's something ah. of a standard, maybe. Anyway, I use Command K on the Tailwind CSS uh, docs a lot, and so I thought it was a good shortcut, good choice. And uh, I hit Command K. Nothing happens. Hit Command K again, two, three times. Nothing's happening. It's not working. It's broken. So maybe, oh, maybe it's just this new about screen. You know, maybe I have to go to the dashboard. Command K. No, nothing. And uh, you know, it took <laughs> me a little while to figure out it. It's only in the block editor. So a couple of things stand out to me with this. How often do you use Spotlight on the Mac? Constantly. I I wouldn't. I don't use it constantly, but at least a couple of times a day. And, right, okay. and, and it, for a while there, I was playing with sort of ex- expanding utility because I have the sense that I could do more and probably wouldn't regret it. I just haven't had a motivation to invest in like figuring out more. There was an, there was an app for, our, for Mac OS, uh, Alfred, I think it was, that I used to make fairly heavy use of. And then Spotlight like got good enough that a lot of the things yeah. I do. You know where I use Spotlight often is a, as a calculator. That's where I usually, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. That's or, where I usually sort of make use of it. I use it a lot for that. Also, uh, looking up definitions and thesaurus entries. Actually, the latest version of macOS gets rid of the ability to easily do thesaurus synonyms. But um, oh no, yes. there's, there's, I use it mainly as an app launcher, though. Yes, so I use it as well as an app launcher. So, and I'm assuming uh, I'm a little rusty on Windows. I only use it for gaming at the moment, and I'm assuming that Windows has some kind of equivalent, like quick launch I, type. Yeah. Of. I, I think if you hit yeah. the start menu and start typing, it searches the start menu items. It's not the same as in Mac. You know, it doesn't fully make sense like that. Not every app is in the start menu, and the start menu is actually just shortcuts. I don't know. 
So what's curious, there's two things that are interesting to me about this. Uh, well, there's an, more than two perhaps, but what stands out is on the one hand, it's a, it's an end, it's a move closer in my thinking towards the like operating system. Like this is something you expect in an operating system, right? Like how do you access all the parts and pieces of it? Now it's quite like limited to only work. It's like the equivalent of like something only worked inside of Microsoft Word on Windows, mm. right? But it was supposed to be like operating system level. Like that's like, it makes sense you develop something there. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Um, how, how quickly do we make it so that you can extend this to the rest of WordPress? Are we going to just follow the trajectory of the site editor? And then you can, you can see we're going that direction, right? Like more and more utility will happen within that. Yeah. It re recreating all of the WordPress admin in react is, uh, an interesting idea. I, I want someone to make a sort of test plugin to demonstrate what it looks like to have a list of posts that is actually using yeah. native WordPress components that already exist inside of Gutenberg. What does it look like to have the settings mm. screen actually, you know, react based? Cause that's obviously where we're going. And I, I don't actually know the reasons why we don't have the command palette outside of the editor, but I, you got to expect that it's just because it's, JavaScript. It's you know we we don't want to be loading React yeah. the entire React framework if we don't need it. So yeah, but but that's that seems to be where WordPress is going. I was poking a little bit at the uh, the interactivity API, like looking into that's another thing that I think is slated to drop in six three as well. And there was a there was a demonstration where folks were showing some like. So it, the whole purpose is to empower more, like make it easier to create interactive blocks. Yeah, interactive on the front end. So being able to create these blocks, like obviously you're you're, man, you're setting them up on the back end, but they they have front end front end interactivity, and it's like we have these different parts and pieces that are being worked on that have these these promises of like really cool things, and and the the question is like how comprehensively can we bring them together? Like I, my, the feeling is like if we were looking at this as like a proper operating system rollout mm -hmm. it, it's it could be like we can at least from my perspective like oh this is exciting this has potential but like the fact that it's not available on outside of the editor uh it's that's it, i think a lot of people are just probably going to not notice much about this or not have a whole lot of experience with it which is that fine or does that hurt it from a product perspective its ability to get a proper shot yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we we can wait and see. Do you know what it makes me think of is I've got I've got two threads that are sort of coming together. I want to address both of them and tie them together at the end. It makes me think of WWDC. You know, when you when once a year Apple have a big conference and they say, "Hey, look, we've got the next iOS coming out. We've got the next Mac OS coming out, and these are the new features that we're introducing. We've got APIs for them. Integrate them into your apps, right? Like you can do live activities now. You can do interactive widgets now. You can do that top bar thing, notch, not notch thing, whatever it is. You know, integrate that now. We've got all of these new features. Now integrate them into your apps." And it makes people excited, developers excited to do that. It has videos demonstrating how to do each of these things. Uh, 
you know, there's all sorts of documentation about them all, and it's like a big release. And the release at WWDC isn't necessarily for users. Actually, it's for developers. It's to say, these are the new APIs. These are the new system-level changes that we're making and how you can integrate them with code. WordPress doesn't really have that. So that's one thread. And the other thread is... I was talking to someone this morning and they asked me why I joined the plugin review team. So the plugin review team is about six or seven people. It's gone from one to six or seven. And I, uh, I joined up earlier this year. And the answer that I gave them was, for me, plugin review, it seems to be that it's always about gatekeeping. Right. At the moment, it's about making sure, in a good way though, like making sure we don't have bad apps, bad plugins on the WordPress repo. We want to gatekeep out the people who are, you know, just there to scam people. We want to gatekeep out yeah, the bad, actors, you know, bad yeah. code quality and bad security practice. But what I think the plugin team should be a bit more focused on is developer experience. Hmm. We don't want to be saying no you know you can't have this plugin because it doesn't implement security you know this particular security practice it doesn't you know use nonsense so you can't you, we're not going to let you in you know, that the better approach i think is to be more proactive about outreach to say these are the best practices when you're developing a plugin we need to have more documentation mm-hmm. we need to have be better positioned to be able to talk to developers before they submit their apps and uh, plugins. Um, and this whole developer experience piece is something that's missing from WordPress. And it's part documentation, it's part uh, tutorial and education. And uh, in, any, in any case, uh, this, this command palette is a feature that I think WordPress would love for plugin developers to integrate with i don't know like how what are the incentives there and and i don't know how i would necessarily go about doing that so this is i'm glad you brought that up so i've heard a few folks that i've heard talk about the idea of moving to like a monthly release cycle for wordpress and have have you heard any of this have you given any thought yeah it's it's always been discussed really for for a long time like the regular release more frequently less frequently so there's a benefits and trade-offs thing to consider but like you just made a a great point because like when apple does wwdc there's two things that i see them doing among many there is like the opening keynote is consumer facing and part of this is like building the consumer facing hype and interest even though it's months away from being released and then the details are all for the developers so it's a little bit like an early promise like hey this is coming there's going to be a command bar like they're only they're, and they're showing a couple of examples of how it's going to be, but like the killer examples might not even exist yet because the developer who's going to build it hasn't had the chance to, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this, and so and they operate on a yearly cycle because I was just thinking about if we were to become more end user focused, like if we move to a monthly, that almost explicitly is like it's it's a switch to developer focus. But right? but Apple like, don't I, I, really yeah do a yearly cycle they they do a major release every year but wordpress doesn't have that yeah. versioning system and i mean that from like a marketing perspective right right because 
And and that's the thing to kind of untangle is like, what do we do that's marketing? And because I, I, I would, I like the idea of like an auto update just happening and without people realizing it, like they're just kind of moving along, we're, we're moving that. But this idea, part of what we don't have here is like, how do we coordinate around the, the, the things that we want end users to get excited about. And so something like command palette to me could end up being this core part of the future of WordPress. But if we were to emphasize what it is today to end users, like it's only available here. Like it's, it, it's mm. too early to be probably be talking about it all that much. I hope I'm, I hope I'm wrong about that, by the way. Like I, I'm just telling you my experience, my experience trying to use it. Uh, I haven't looked yeah. deeply into well, it. Well, but. but I think, I think this is something that we need. It's helpful to separate or talk about, like what's the narrative to the end users and what should they care about mm-hmm. versus what do we want developers to care about? And what's the narrative? And right now I think it's, there's only so much we can quote unquote expect mm-hmm. of a volunteer driven project. At the same time, I think it's helpful. I'm looking forward to hearing some of the things that come out of the community summit coming up in a couple of weeks. A lot of folks are coming together for that just ahead of WordCamp US. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, on the agenda or not, it's going to be interesting. Like, how do we meet the needs of our different stakeholders, and yeah. without going too much one direction or the other? So, if you talk about like a, a WWDC keynote, well, we do have yep. the one or two state of the word state of the word every year it happens at WordCamp US, and uh, you know that's again, but that's more consumer facing, isn't it? It's not really a developer well, facing. Thing. So here's the problem. It's consumer facing, but I would argue that most consumers never even hear of it. Well, right, see it. Right. Exactly. Right. Like it is a yeah, consumer yeah. facing thing, but it's, and that's part of, I think, the trouble that we've had with it in the past is consumer facing, but the, the audience, the ones who are really turning in are those who are like in the ecosystem. Jonathan, maybe this is what a WordCamp US or a WordCamp Europe should be more about. Maybe we should start organizing it so that our WordPress releases coincide, uh, the big releases coincide with these big events. And then rather than having the same 30 WordCamp talks that you've heard a hundred times already, we can have talks that coincide with the release, talks about how to use the new features and the new developer tools and how to integrate with some of the new uh, aspects of Gutenberg and, and WordPress in general. And maybe the talks could be more workshoppy and there could be separate workshop sessions. Maybe the WordPress Learn site, the Learn WordPress tutorials and lesson plans could be integrated more with that. Instead of having a generic help desk, we could have workshop areas for developers to integrate with the new parts of WordPress. 